This podcast is brought to you by Healthy Dog Tool. Healthy Dog Tool is available for free to anyone, any caring dog lover, which I'm sure is you. If you want to keep your dog healthy, and if you are looking for a solution to your best friend problems and health challenges, Healthy Dog Tool will help you custom select relevant articles, courses, learning, and supplements that are best suited for your dog. Veterinary care is expensive and learning how to prevent problems or treat them naturally without drugs and undesirable side effects is the best way to go. All you need to do is to go to healthydogtool.com to test it out. Hello, my dog lovers and other folks. Uh, You're listening to Not Just About Dogs. Why did I create this podcast? Well, for three decades, I have been working with people and their dogs and also cats. And while I loved working with them and while I loved the ability to make a difference in their lives and and keep them healthy or make them healthy, I had a really hard time to see the unnecessary suffering because many times I would see the same situations and cases and conditions coming back just with different dogs and different people. And I realized that we veterinarians are often so busy treating conditions and helping and dealing with emergencies that we have very little time to teach people how to prevent problems. And this is what brought me onto the idea to create a company where the whole system of making uh, rewards or being rewarded would not be from disease. I felt that the current system uh, is based on needing disease to actually bring in income. And I wanted to create a company where the rewards were to come from creating health. So in the course of my work, I realized there was no difference between animals, dogs, cats, and children, that people had the same emotions about them, the same instincts kick in. I saw the same love, the same care, the same guilt when something happened, and also the heartbreak and also the sickness that broke our heart when we lost them. For hundreds of years, we humans have been used to going to see the doctor or the veterinarian when something goes wrong. But we live in times when being empowered and being informed is actually really handy because it's sometimes very important to be able to decipher the advice and understand and and recognize when we are actually getting a good advice and when the advice is not as solid as we would like. There is no doubt that healing in some way or another will be still a domain of well-educated professionals with veterinary or medical licenses. But we also live in times when we can really explore and learn much to prevent disease and help people and help their dogs to be healthy without running into the same old problem area, whether it's allergies or organ disease or mobility issues and so on. But over the years, I've learned that dogs can only be healthy when their people are healthy. My team and I often laugh that we are the only company that tests on people first to make sure that the products and ideas are safe for the animals. But I do believe that that's how it should be. Um, For most people, dogs and cats and other pets and other animals are like kids. Um, The same emotions, the same care and love. This world was created in an amazing balance and harmony. Uh, Animals and the human animal have been 
living together for a very long time. And I think that the idea that humans are superior to other animals is very flawed. We can see what we've done with the planet. We can see how flawed we are. And part of the problem is that we have somehow thought for a very long time that we are better than the rest of the animal kingdom. Maybe you have noticed that I numbered this podcast as number zero as opposed to one. But the reason why I done that is I wanted to emphasize that this day, this podcast is the starting point for creating and helping you to create healthy and long life for your dog, but also learning about health in general and apply it to your own life and well-being. Let's start with uh, how I became a vet and uh, how it all started, because I, I think that there's always a story behind every work, every passionate endeavor, and it wasn't any different in my life. I was born in the Eastern Bloc in Czech Republic, and my dad was a veterinarian. My grandfather from my mother's side was a herbalist, so I was able to see the differences between the conventional medical care that my dad was educated in, and then the work that my grandfather, a herbalist, did. And Obviously, I was naturally inclined to learn and wanting to learn both. And I remember going to the different farms with my father and also spending hours and days uh, with him in the veterinary practice. And I noticed that there was a lot of poking and prodding in conventional medicine, a lot of vaccines, a lot of injections, surgery. Even as a little kid, I could see that there was something wrong with the picture. And I also could see the contrast between my grandfather and my father. You know, we used to go to um, pick herbs with my grandfather. Uh, he taught me about the different plants and the, me the medicinal effect. And he always said that nature was the best pharmacy. And I could remember that uh, for the rest of my life. I still have a book that I got from him on herbs and I use it often. So as time progressed, I started riding horses. I fell in ride with horses. Um, it also was a very cheap form of babysitting for my parents. So starting the age of 11, my sister was 10. We started um, going to horses and uh, and we mucked the stables and worked around horses and the, the hay and straw and looked after the horses. Worked really hard, but we loved it because at the end of the day, we could ride the favorite horse if we were lucky. And if not, then uh, we would at least be nearby them. The time in the stables was also the time of learning challenges with one of the horses that I fell in love with. Her name was Alpha, A-L-F-A. -A. Doesn't mean that she was Alpha. She was actually very kind. I sometimes say that she was more like a dog than a horse. Anyway, she had a very severe tendonitis and uh, it was decided uh, by the owners of the stables uh, that she will be blistered. And blistering is a very, in my opinion, barbaric method of um, inflaming the tendons to make them heal, burning them to make them heal. And I remember bringing Alpha from the veterinary clinic, from the veterinary hospital, and I was brokenhearted. I could also see that the procedure didn't really help. And one day I was sitting in her box and I decided I made a wish for her to be sold so she doesn't need to limp and carry people. And even though I knew that I would lose connection with her, or the, the daily contact, I made that wish. 
Eventually, my wish was heard and she was sold into a family uh, where she had a beautiful pen and run with the pond. It was really fantastic. Alpha's situation was one of the main reasons why I decided to go to vet school. The other reason was that I suffered with very severe hay fever. I couldn't breathe through my nose for six months out of the year. I would do hay and straw in the stables and I would be really tired and exhausted. And I remember my eyes were itchy and I couldn't breathe. But if I didn't work, I wouldn't be able to ride. So I I pushed through. I started being interested in uh, holistic healing because... By that time, I was put on antihistamines and even steroids to help my allergies. I also had really bad acne and I could see that nothing was working. So it was, I was probably about 18 or 19 when I took my first book on nutrition and started to see if there's some sort of other solution of allergies. And by applying a few simple adjustments in diet, I suddenly could breathe better and it was shocking. And by the time I was in vet school, I didn't have any hay fever or very little. So I could see that drugs didn't really work as well as medicine and healing that involved diet and herbs and natural systems. When I applied for the vet school, my dad wasn't really happy. He wanted me to be an architect, uh, but I went against his will and said that absolutely no way I was going to go to architect into architecture. And I applied for vet school. I didn't get in the first time around. And because there was a better chance to get in the second times around if I worked at the university as an attendant, I applied for a job and I got it. Unfortunately, the job that I got was in a toxoplasmosis lab. Toxoplasmosis is an infectious disease that most of you have heard about. And uh, part of the job was to look after laboratory animals from mice to rats rabbits and also horses and it was a very traumatic situation when I saw how these animals are handled and it, yeah it was not a really good good situation. So I ended up um, getting in the second time around and I was determined that I will do all I can to make the animal lives better. By the time I was in the final year I was nicely brainwashed thinking that uh, there was nothing else than conventional medicine and drugs. Then I also decided to try my luck and uh, go to Canada, move to Canada in 1991. So my wife then and I moved to Vancouver, where my sister lived. And it took me uh, maybe three or four years to get my Canadian veterinary license. And when I got licensed, I was just a regular vet. I was um, recommending kibble and special diets and I knew how to prescribe drugs but I had no clue about holistic healing and natural nutrition and I almost forgot my grandfather's message and what he taught me until I started to see that western medicine often didn't work and sometimes it caused actually serious problems. Uh, the case that I remember was of a dog that had some sort of simple injury came to my practice with lameness. And I gave him an injection of NSAIDs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And two hours later, this dog was back in the practice, vomiting blood. I was terrified. I knew that it was from the injection. And when I called the drug rep, he basically said that it must have been coincidence and that there was no way this drug caused the stomach bleeding. Then a year later, there was a public announcement 
of the company that made the drug that this medication actually caused ulceration of the stomach lining and bleeding. So that was first experience when I realized that I had to find something better. And the second experience was with natural diet. I treated a dog, uh, his name was Skokie, very happy young golden retriever, and he had very severe ear problems. Now we tried everything. We tried cultures, we tried uh, antibiotics, we tried uh, ear flushing, all that you would hear of um, in conventional medical practice, but nothing worked. The practice where I worked at was in Whistler, which is a ski resort. And I remember going up skiing with my friend who was feeding in the early days raw diet. And she said, why don't you just put this dog on raw diet and see whether it would work and whether it would help? And I said, raw diet, are you kidding me? It's dangerous. But then I remember that our little dachshund, Gerda, uh, my my father's dog and my fifth sibling or my fourth sibling, that she was on raw diet. And I thought, man, how could I forget that? So we put Skokie on raw diet. I approached um, Monica, Skokie's owner, and she was keen. And within two weeks, Skokie's ears were 50% better. And within a month, they were absolutely fine. And it was after Monica was recommended a surgery for Skokie. Um, we call it ear ablation, where you basically remove the, the ear canal. A specialist recommended that this is the only way to go. And a month on raw diet, after a month on raw diet, Skokie was absolutely fine. And we rescued him, we saved him from the surgery. There was no way I could go back to conventional medicine 100%. But at the time, I had one problem. I did not know much. So I registered, I started looking into homeopathy and chiropractics and uh, Chinese medicine, and somehow I fell in love with homeopathy. And so I took the courses uh, organized and taught by Dr. Richard Pitcairn in the United States, and I took everything that I could, and then I started studying homeopathy for humans just to see whether I could apply some of the methods in animals. But there was still that part of the conventional practice because at that point I was still working for someone else and I decided to open my own clinic. It was really great to have my own place because I did not need to answer to anyone how I practice except the veterinary college, which later proved to be a problem. For about 10 years, I was free to do and treat my patients the way I felt was right. And that was amazing. I really loved it and uh, I had good results. My clients, client base was, was growing. But I got to a point when I started burning out because I was working 12 hours plus. I was not making much money because I wasn't selling vaccines and drugs and processed food as much. I actually didn't sell any processed food, but I very rarely prescribed any medication or anything. I was able to reduce the use of drugs by 80, 90%. We had a very small cabinet in the clinic where there were the conventional meds. And of course, sometimes you need conventional medication. This is not to say that they are not necessary if you have a hormonal disorder or if you have some sort of emergency or critical situation, you need to use medication but I did realize and learn that it was possible to use about 10% of the drugs I used to use. It became really clear to me that the medical model that we've been following is basically driven by the profits of Big Pharma and that they had no interest to actually create an unbiased and balanced model of medicine. 
the whole problem starts with education because it's very rare for veterinary colleges to have courses and education in holistic and alternative veterinary methods such as chiropractics or physical therapy, energy healing, acupuncture. As time progressed, I got more and more busy. The practice was very hectic. Um, I would spend 12, 14 hours a day working with clients and patients, and I could see that there are not many or enough or sufficient number of holistic veterinarians and that there is a really high demand. By the year of 2008, I started burning out. I could see that I didn't enjoy the practice as much, even though I knew that that was needed and I knew that I had to keep going. I was just at the end of my energy, working 12 to 14 hours a day, very rarely having any time off or holidays. And also the financial struggle of running a holistic practice without drug sales and processed food sales, which in an average veterinary practice basically bring the whole or cover the income of the veterinarian. So in 2008, I asked my partner to uh, take a week off and uh, I ended up in Maui on my own in a very remote uh, jungle of uh, the island. And I spent time reading and reflecting and figuring out what to do next. We came to Maui one more time and at that time we explored a little more. We brought our dog sky. Uh, it was one of my dreams to do that. And we went to these waterfalls and uh, we, my partner took some pictures and then we flew back and life went on. I tried to find ways how to deal with the stress of the practice and, and with the hectic work and pace. And I started going to meditation classes. And in one of the guided meditations, we were supposed to close our eyes and I closed my eyes and I appeared or it seemed like I was in a black box and I was trying to pry the walls open and it took a lot of effort and at the end the walls just crashed but I learned that the box was on top of the waterfall and I was really scared I remember I was really scared and I was also drawn to jump but I stood there forever for eternity and at the end as I was in the meditation I kind of saw my body leaning forward and then I started falling and I ended up in this uh, beautiful, pristine pool of water and I started swimming. And as I was swimming, there was this hand pulling me back up in the box. And I found the meditation very interesting, but I didn't put much emphasis on it. I, you know, we, we ended it and I thought that was kind of weird. And after some time, I got a chance to look at the pictures that we took on Maui. And I found a picture where Sky, our first dog, was standing in front of me and I was under a waterfall. And I realized that the clinic was actually the black box, that I could no longer uh, sustain it and that I had to find some other ways to help dog lovers and their dogs to be well and healthy. Initially, I thought that I would do online consultations and that I would reach uh, to people and see what they need. And it was great, except uh, it generated the same busyness. It generated the same load of emergencies and complex situations. And I thought, you know, uh, the biggest problem is that people do not know how to prevent problems. And also that uh, the same conditions come back and over and over with different people and different dogs. So I started writing a blog and uh, decided that I'll focus on um, helping people how to prevent disease and also how to address some conditions. I started to believe that the only way to actually make any difference in the lives of more dogs than just, let's say, 12 a day or 15 a day or 20 a day, if I'm 
time in the practice. The only difference would be to teach dog lovers how to heal their dogs themselves, at least in some situations, and mainly how to prevent disease. So that's how the website peterdebias.com was born. And since then, we've been around for more than 10 years. It's hard to believe. And I've written many, many articles and we have a customer service team of about seven people. And we are able to answer questions of anyone, no matter whether they are customers or not. Anyone who has problems and concerns with their dogs, we are able to do that for free. So this is something that I am really happy about because the traditional veterinary model needs disease to bring income in the veterinary practice. But we were able to make a living from creating help and helping people how to prevent disease. And that was something that I was really happy about. The more people I worked with, I realized that uh, the major cause of disease and health problems are deficiencies and diet. I started to wonder why medical doctors never recommend processed food while the veterinary medicine and veterinarians still recommend kibble and special diets that are processed. I put together a recipe maker for dog lovers so they can actually follow it and uh, and create well-balanced raw diet or cooked diet for their dogs. I also started to address one other problem, deficiencies. We have been uh, overusing and abusing agricultural soils for more than a century now. And the nutrients do not go back to soil. Um, think of, let's say, tomatoes that are grown in California. They don't go back. The compost doesn't go back to California in the soil. It ends up somewhere in Canada or other parts of the United States or the world. That is the best case scenario. And many of the nutrients actually end up in a garbage bin uh, without having any further use. So what's happened with the soils, they've been more and more depleted of essential nutrients and minerals. The problem is that the body cannot make any minerals. And there are billions of chemical reactions happening in the body every single second. So if the building blocks are absent, then the chemical reactions cannot happen. And this is how disease actually starts. People don't realize that uh, nutrient deficiencies are one of the primary causes of disease. And this is why I started to focus on nutrition and supplements. However, the quality of the supplements on the market is not always very reliable. Uh, some of the products are made in China and I really wasn't happy with the results. And if I was happy with the product, then a company would be bought up by another bigger company and the product quality would go down. And I started feeling really frustrated that there is no stability and also that I cannot really rely on the quality of the ingredients in the source. So I started making our own supplements and this is how the whole supplement line came up. Then um, I have worked on a flea product, natural flea and tick products that we offer in the United States. And that's been really a great achievement as well. I'm really happy about it because the conventional flea products are toxic and most of them actually cause fatalities. If you go on uh, the FDA and Environmental Protection Agency website, you will see uh, that all the products uh, that are chemically based actually cause fatalities. So uh, beside the supplements and flea control, I started to look at energy flow and how to work with chiropractors, a physical therapist and massage therapists and acupuncturists to improve the energy flow because part of the overall health plan beside healthy nutrition and supplements is also to maintain energy flow and make sure that our animals can move and they're free and their injuries are addressed. So that's another part of the, the puzzle. 
And the last part of the puzzle, and that's what I've been focusing on uh, lately, is to improve the body's ability to repair DNA errors, uh, to stimulate anti-aging processes and enzymes, and uh, make sure that the body's energy sources are not depleted. By the time uh, we or our animals are middle-aged, we lose about 50% of NAD, which is the main energy source for mitochondria. And mitochondria are all these little powerhouses, power stations inside the cells. And without these uh, energy sources, the DNA repair and the whole enzymatic system doesn't work as well. So this is what we focus on right now, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to bring you more news from that area. We are doing some clinical trials, and this is what keeps me busy. Over the years, we created this value pyramid, and at the top of the pyramid, no surprise, they're dogs. And uh, when we are making decisions, we always have to look at whether the particular decision benefits dogs. And if it doesn't, then it's a no-go. Then the second level of the pyramid, uh, there are our customers and community members and our team. And we are kind of unique in that way that we put, or I have decided to put the customers and the team on the same level. I decided to do that because I think that without the good team and, and, and amazing people in the company, uh, we would not be able to provide excellent customer care and the service that people need. We currently hold 4.9 star review rating out of five on Trustpilot, and I'm super happy with that. I, I never imagined that that would be possible. I think this is achieved just because we all really love doing what we are doing and we know that we make a difference and it's so nice to hear and read the messages and hear from people to report that they've applied some of the methods and uh, used our products and their animals are doing much better. We also donate part of the proceeds to uh, different charities. Um, I try to focus on uh, animals, uh, children and the environment. I think animals and children are the helpless uh, beings in this world and we need to help them and support them and obviously the environment is super important. So we are at the end of part zero of my podcast and I hope that you have enjoyed uh, connecting uh, with me and that you will check our website at peterdobias.com and that you will also share this podcast with uh, your friends and other dog lovers and people who are interested in building healthy and happy life for their dogs but also for themselves. Thank you so much. And uh, next time we'll be talking about an interesting topic about what we don't know that we don't know and why it is important in creating healthy life for our beloved dogs. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Bye bye.